Well, hello, hello, bloomers. Welcome back to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. I am the host of Orchid Bloom's podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Orchid Eye Brown. Today's episode is a Valentine's Day special. Topic I will lead with is you are my person. Before I get into that, I just wanted to explain a little bit um, my thoughts on Valentine's Day. I have not really been a fan of Valentine's Day. I mean, the concept of it is beautiful and it's so nice. You know, back in the day when I'd be working on Valentine's Day, in a service environment and I'd happen to be walking down the street on a very cold winter day and I would look into particular restaurants and I would see couples are smiling and laughing and I thought to myself wow you know she's all dressed in red red nails red lipstick hair done well makeup on point the man dressed very nicely and it just looked so nice for an actual Valentine's Day So, you know, kind of growing up in high school, kind of seeing this, it made me really want to go, oh, I want to celebrate Valentine's Day. It's just so nice to to see that that romance. Romance is not dead. You know what I mean? And after a time, like I got a little bit older and I started to, you know, I think my boyfriend at the time wanted to celebrate Valentine's Day together. And when we were looking at you know restaurant prices it was it was so expensive and all the events that were happening during that time was you know more expensive and i thought holy like these restaurants double their prices and events you know have these expensive ticket prices for a day and i thought to myself i mean technically you're in a relationship for more than just valentine's day like i don't know anyone who gets into a relationship just for valentine's day and then break up the next day so i mean you can definitely show love every single day of the year it doesn't have to be valentine's day so in my mind i kept thinking you know valentine's day is nice and all but i'm not interested in those prices i'm not interested in the commercial aspect of valentine's day And even when I had a boyfriend, you know, when we talked about Valentine's Day, I said, hey, why can't we just, you know, order in, spend some time together um, and watch a nice romantic movie or, you know, go out and do an activity that did not require that we spend a ridiculous amount of money. And I had more fun doing that than trying to plan a Valentine's Day uh, event or a dinner or something lavish. I understand, you know, getting the balloons and making it look nice just for that one day. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, there's like so many days in a year that you can do so many other things. Like, why are we so focused on this one day? Even the flowers, like going to the flower shop to to pick up red roses, they are ridiculously expensive. I thought to myself, are you crazy to charge that kind of money? And at the time, I was making minimum wage, and so was my boyfriend at the time. So I couldn't, I just could not, for the life of me, justify spending, you know, about that kind of money. Number one, to to buy roses and then on top of that booking an appointment for a nice restaurant just to find out that the prices doubled and going through all of that and i thought man i i would rather avoid this day as much as possible but i do love i do love the concept of valentine's day i really like 
the color red is a passionate color and i love red i really do so for me it was just kind of you know as much as i wanted to dress up in that nice little red dress with a nice red lipstick and wear some heels in this very cold cold winter and february is what the coldest month in a year for canada and go out there in no heels and get into a restaurant and it's crowded and it's all themed and you know you have to put on a show i just felt that the love wasn't really there because it was kind of forced you know you're you're basically living off of that excitement of valentine's day and being a part of valentine's day and thinking oh my god it's valentine's day and i'm not single like this is great you're not going on social media and seeing everybody else have a wonderful valentine's day so but i mean i was in a relationship and i just did not i was like this is no big whoop like i just don't get it i i would rather save my money i'm working minimum wage um, paying to you know go to to college or university, um, having to pay for transportation and also feed yourself and, and try to figure out life during that time. I just did not care about the concept of Valentine's Day. You know what? Wait a week. Wait till the price drops, and then you can buy me Valentine's Day flowers the week after when it's a little bit cheaper. And that's technically what I I told my 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 guy at the time. And I even remember him asking me, like, do you want like a box of chocolate? Because they were selling like these heart shaped boxes of chocolates in the in the store. And I was like, sure, you can buy that if it's like an affordable price or whatever. And he ended up picking it up and he brought it to me and we were celebrating Valentine's Day because we weren't going out. So we we're inside watching a romantic movie and we had a nice dinner. And at the end of it, you know, we opened a box of chocolate and then we took out like one of the chocolate and we put it in our mouths and God, it tasted disgusting. And I, after that day, like I cringe, like anytime I meet, I'm dating a guy after him and, and, you know, Valentine's day's coming up and they're like, Oh, we're going to, I want to get you a box of chocolates. I cringe because I remember how disgusting it tasted. Like it just did not taste that good, but everyone buys these heart shaped boxes and the shit in it is not even that good. So, you know, I, I remembered someone had actually gone out of their way and they purchased like this, this box of, of Lindor dessert chocolates for me and they gave it to me for, for Valentine's Day and that tasted delicious and it's only a limited time. So, I mean, trying to find that is very difficult, but I mean, not very many guys are going to know to go and buy a dessert filled Lindor chocolate box with different assortments of dessert flavored um chocolates or concepts and you know they're gonna just go for the heart shape because that's what you're supposed to do that's what you're supposed to buy so that's kind of my issue with valentine's day is that it's become so commercialized it's become so expensive that it's just not worth it to me to even participate in it and if honestly if i was to do a valentine's day i'd rather just cook dinner at home you know buy a, a glass or a bottle of wine um you know look mediocre i don't know i'm not gonna dress all up to be in my own home and you know you know if you want to buy me chocolates if you can't find a lindor dessert dessert kind like just go to those gas station and buy me a snickers bar like i love snickers bar a guy looked at me shocked once i was dating he was like a snickers bar i was like yeah he's like but i can just buy you a heart-shaped box of chocolates i said all right you can buy it but you're gonna have to eat it with me because I'm not eating all of it. 
and he was like what's wrong with the chocolate i'm like i'm just saying if you buy it you're gonna have to eat it <laughs> he just didn't bother because i think he knew that it did not taste very good so he just ended up buying me a, a, a snickers chocolate bar and that was the dessert and i was completely happy with this so happy so i don't know that's that's my story time when it comes to valentine's day and what truly makes me happy yes i love flowers but not at that price yes i do love chocolates but not the shitty ones in a nice heart-shaped box that i'm gonna have to throw out the box anyways um i would rather just have something low-key and something simple and you know we're just spending time together and if if we want to do something fancy any other time during the year we can definitely do that you know like i said no one goes into a relationship just for valentine's day and i mean the people that do it i feel very bad for so that's my story um i don't know if you connect with that i don't know if you guys have you know the the concept of celebrating valentine's day and realizing that wow this is not a big deal at all but god did i spend a lot of money to to make this happen i mean it's cute for one day but you know i spent all this money for my girl and you know after valentine's day we're gonna move forward and i don't want to ever spend any more money for like the next two months because it was a lot of money that i dropped so i i would rather i would rather not do all of that it's just unnecessary so i heard so now we're gonna go to the topic of you are my person now that i've explained a little bit about why i'm not really a fan of valentine's day i first heard the phrase you are my person on Grey's anatomy it was what Meredith and Christine said to each other. Um, I have seen people say it on TV shows and couples would say that about their partners, um, but I still didn't truly understand the concept of you are my person. I know with, the, I, I think I was watching uh, Selling Sunset and I'm not a fan of reality shows. I really am not, but I really do like Selling Sunset, number one, for the clothing, like the woman dress amazing and number two i i love the fact that because it's winter here so seeing la and how bright and sunny it is and and it looks warm it just it just feels nice to watch that during the winter time here in canada and then on top of that you see the most beautiful million dollar homes with like the most spectacular views and it just it has all these decor ideas like different colors and I, even though most of it is very modern and all that kind of stuff and there's no real creativity to you know the actual staging of the homes it's the way things are presented that just seemed so nice and it was just so bright and fluffy and then of course you get the drama because it's a reality show and I remembered Chriselle in the show who was married to Justin Hartley um, on, uh, I don't know, they're celebrities. And, you know, it was announced that, you know, he filed for divorce. And I remembered in an episode that she was having a conversation with Mary and she even said, you know, Justin was her person. And so I was just thinking about this after watching, you know, the fourth season of Selling Sunset thinking, what does it really mean because when i first heard the term it was between two best friends and now i'm seeing on tv people are saying oh you're my person to like their partner or you know couples that have been together for a really long time saying oh he is or she is my person so i kept thinking what does that mean because i have seen relationships fall apart and the female would say he is my person and a perfect example of that would be in the selling sunset show with Chriselle and justin hartley and then it's over so 
your person moved on so were you their person and that just kind of made me wonder like the people who are saying you are my person to an actual partner that they're intimate with is the other person actually believing that you are their person as well especially after it 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 ended so the term um, you are my person means best friend, the person that you turn to for everything good and bad. This is the person you can't live without. It isn't romantic, which is why I got kind of confused because like I said, the first time I heard the term, it was between two best friends. And then after that, you're hearing couples and married people saying this to each other. And I never really thought of the, the term as romantic. So it's nice that, you know, when I was actually looking into it, and researching on this term, you are my person, that it says it isn't romantic. It isn't, uh, it is basically they're saying it is unconditional. So good or bad, this person is your ride or die, like they're by your side. And so when I see these relationships end and it's over and the person's like, oh, this person was my person, I'm kind of like, if it is unconditional, why did it end (laughs) why did it have to end i just don't get it um so your favorite person in the world like that's basically who your person is the the person you couldn't see your life without um you would do anything for this person no limits if you kill someone this is the person you would call to help dispose of the bodies so you know what i mean like Everyone needs to have a person in life. You can't imagine your world without this person. This is your right-hand human. So I really wanted to just kind of list all of these different aspects so that it gives you like a broader example of what it means to have a person and how you can identify that within your own life. This is a Valentine's special. I wanted to go into talking about love and the definition of it this is something that we learned in the bible as well so first i want to define it the definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection you can have love for a person um thing or yourself and yourself i'm going to say and instead of or self-love is what most people are trying to find within themselves and i notice that even on social media a lot of people are pushing self-love it's become increasingly important that people learn to love themselves flaws and all i mean all the things that you don't like about yourself you're gonna actually have to love it so if there's a part of your body that you hate standing in front of the mirror every single day looking at it until you get used to it until you get comfortable with it until you can like twerk that fat ass that you're complaining about and yet you go and watch television shows and movies with people who actually stuff a lot of silicone or whatever fat in their ass you you're watching kim kardashian and thinking oh my god she has such a nice ass and you have a nicer ass than hers the only issue is you have cellulite but you're hating on yourself stop with the hate stop with the self-hate just get some self-love so it's it's definitely being pushed to to love yourself just love yourself people do destructive things to themselves and others because they lack self-love the bible defines that love is patient and kind love does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful 
It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. You can look that up in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 4 to 8. And if you want to read all of it, you can. I didn't read all of it. Um, I just kind of wanted to focus on the most important parts of the definition of love from the Bible. But I also wanted to share my most personal and most favorite verse from the Bible, uh, which is Proverbs 4, um, 23. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And that really stuck to me. Like, it's weird because everyone, like, when you go to a wedding, you always see the pastor or whoever's marrying the couple actually cite this Bible verse of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 8. And, you know, everyone just swoons and they're like, oh, that's so cute. It's so beautiful. And then, you know, it goes into, well, let's exchanging of the vows and talking to each other and telling all these promises for the marriage, you know, in the beginning, because they're not halfway through yet. You know, it's all fresher in honeymoon phase. Everything's just hunky dory and perfect. And no, no one really pushes you know guarding your heart and i don't mean guarding your heart in a sense that you block yourself from love block yourself from things that are positive but just going through the motions and just enjoying the journey and allowing love to come to you uh, even heartbreak even pain that comes from from being in a relationship with somebody is is vital to being human and so guarding your heart doesn't mean that you have to just shut everything down and to just stop it it just means that you're just gonna throw all the nonsense out you know i think the phrase was you kiss a a, you have to kiss a few frogs before you kiss a prince or something like that i think that's the saying i've heard it before and i kept thinking to myself oh god i mean to tell me i'm gonna have to kiss how many frogs like who wants to kiss a frog they're so slimy and disgusting but it's a great analogy for women who are kissing all these bad guys guys are just completely wrong for them and they have to go through how many before they find that perfect one and so you have to guard your heart through all this process because the first one that comes along after you pray for your husband isn't your husband the second one that comes along that you prayed for isn't your husband the third one that comes along you might be surprised he's slightly better but a lot of women sometimes go through more than three frogs before they find their prince charming now i want you to keep those two verses in mind as we go forward um hopefully this podcast episode is going to be so meaty and juicy that you're salivating but if you don't it's fine keep sipping your wine um (laughs) you are my person this statement is from first person point of view in most cases the other person might not feel the same way but they say it you know it's kind of like saying i love you and then the person says well i I love you too because they're trying to be nice but they might not actually be on that page they're just kind of saying it because they don't want to be rude they don't want to make you feel bad for confessing such a a strong emotion towards them and they're just not there yet so 
I just kind of look at it as, yes, this person is your person, but does that person feel the same way about you? Do they go, do they have a ride or die that you're competing with to be that person and realizing that the person you're with is just not seeing you as that person because they already have it and they don't want to give it up. If you listen to my nice guy slash girls episode, you will know what I feel about nice guys or nice people in general. I don't care if you're a man or a woman or a tranny or lesbian or gay. I don't care. Nice people, you and I, we, we, have, we have beef. We do. We, we really do. Um, so some people are, are lucky to have a person that feels the same way about them very lucky it's very rare to find someone that is on the same page as you again very lucky i have met elders who have that one friend that they knew since childhood life happened and they were apart for how many years but they always kept in touch few years at a time not like every single day you know they they had their ups and downs in that relationship not friendship of being that person's person and some days they they felt the relationship is over due to a really big fight where one of this person that you thought is your your person didn't agree with something that you did or your perception on something and didn't like it and then because they did not connect with you or stuck to your side all of a sudden you were like forget you i don't want you in my life you're a bad friend and then that friendship ends and that's normally what happens all the time they they were hurt but time passed and they would reconnect as if it never happened like time did not move and those are the friendships that you hold on to in my opinion we have all had seasonal friends and i know i know maybe you've experienced this but like some people just come into your life and they're just for a season and there's friends for that too and then there's relationships for that too but when when it's over we don't miss them like honestly my seasonal friends i don't miss them seasonal relationships i don't miss them you know i might bump into them years later and we're all talking and, you know, just kind of catching up, but I don't miss them. And then they're like, oh, my God, let's hang out. And for me, I'm like, yeah, let's leave that in the past because I really didn't miss them. Not because the fight was so bad that I just didn't want them around anymore. It's just I really didn't miss them. Like my life did not end when they were gone. It actually to think about to think about it, it just it flourished. So, you know, stay gone, please do me a solid But, you know, they want to hold on to that connection and go, oh, my God, let's exchange numbers and connect again. And you're like, about that. You're nice. But no, I, I don't. Thank you. Thank you, though. Then there are friendships that when you part ways, you miss them. Not for days, not for months not just for for years like you miss them you miss them completely like you feel like you've lost an extension of yourself because you've lost this person and a lot of people have had those friendships like years would pass and they look back and they go damn like i really really miss this person they could have moved away or they passed away um, their presence is missed. Some people might go through life never finding that person, that kindred spirit. Now the saying is, you're my spirit animal. 
which is hilarious. I'm like, for real, you're going to compare a human being to an animal? Y'all are cute. Y'all are seriously cute. There are situations where a married couple would divorce and maintain a strong friendship. They became each other's person. They just sucked at being in a relationship slash marriage. But then you hear people say, you know, marry your friend, which for me is confusing because you're hearing actual life stories from people who have married their friend, their best friend, and the marriage fell apart and didn't work, but they remained friends afterwards. So as much as, you know, people say that it wasn't a mistake that they married their best friends and they had kids with their best friends, when you hear that saying, marry your best friend, it just, it just didn't, it just, it was confusing because you're getting this advice and you're seeing in real time that, yeah, it actually doesn't work. You can still just remain friends with this person and this person can continue to be your person, but why not find a a relationship or build a, a marriage on someone that, that fits the married lifestyle? You know, why does it have to be your best friend? Some people are just better at being friends. Why ruin it with sex and relationship problems? You know, it's, it's going well as friends. Let's, let's just not ruin it. And a lot of people are very careful. You know, when I talk to someone and you, they, they seem just kumbaya with this one guy or one girl. And I would say, you know, you guys just seem so comfortable and so happy together and you guys talk about everything. And I say, well, you know, how come you guys have never gone into a, gotten into a relationship together? And, you know, each of these people would say, because they didn't want to ruin this. Like having sex and dealing with relationship problems is going to ruin how beautiful they are as friends and it's really hard to find someone that you connect with on that level why ruin it it's just sex you can get sex anywhere else relationship problems you can get relationship problem anywhere else why ruin something so beautiful as this flower that we have as a friendship by by making it complicated and i completely understood that so again you're having these conversations with how many people about marrying your best friend And then you still hear the advice, marry your best friend. And everyone's like, I love my best friend, but no, I don't want to ruin this because I value the friendship more than I value having sex with them and trying to build a life and bringing all of these complications that was not necessary in the first place. So then I kept thinking, okay, so who is your person? Who do you go to vent about your relationship after you have an argument with the person you're married to and this is the same person that you consider your person so if you can't vent to your person about the problems that you have with them in the relationship who do you go to who is your person i feel like this is a setup it's a setup everyone has an idea of the perfect love how their love story is supposed to be it is already pre-planned in their minds and they expect everything to go according to plan and then god laughs I love that part. But you know what I mean? Like everyone wants the perfect love story. Oh, we were best friends and, you know, we just connected so well. And then we decided to take it to the next level and we found love. The sex is amazing. We don't have any relationship problems because I married my best friend. And look at us now. We have a house and a car and we have these beautiful children and we have zero problems. But hey, 
If you married your best friend and y'all get into a fight and you just need to vent and you can't vent to your best friend because he's like, forget you, or she's like, I don't want to hear your shit no more because you bitch too much. You know what I mean? Who are you going to talk to? The kids? The dog? The cat? Who's your person? Who's your person? I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode that I did called Love Versus Guilt, uh, Closure in Relationships, that some people are in love with love. And some people feel more secure being in a friendship or a relationship that is predictable. I am the type of person that likes to be in a relationship with someone that has a bit of mystery. I like to be pleasantly surprised. I've, I've learned some things about the person or people in my life. And this includes friendship, um, relationships. And the spontaneity that comes with watching someone grow right in front of your eyes in a positive way is amazing. It just puts a smile on my face. It lifts my my emotions. It lifts my heart. It just makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Because honestly, even when you are calling them out on their shit or vice versa, because honestly, they're not real friends if they're not going to call you out as you call them out you know like those types of situation just watching someone bloom from that is is beautiful it really is and it's it's just so rewarding to to have that in a relationship or in a friendship and a lot of people just don't realize that growth game is sexy af like it's super sexy to see someone grow and to change and to just develop into this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful flower. They just blossom into this gorgeous tree. And it's it's just, you're just looking at them in awe uh, in that situation. So I just really wanted to, to let people know that, you know, if you're growing and you have a fan base of friends, maybe you just one friend or family members who are seeing that growth and they just smile at you and they're so proud of you, it feels good, doesn't it? It feels so good. So keep going with that strong growth game because it is sexy AF. When we go into the Bible verse, love is patient and kind, as the the whole, you know, you know the Bible verse at this point. I already read most of it to you. But everyone has their limits, and this is something that people don't talk about. Eventually, you will run out of patience. You know, you will become irritable or resentful because there is no growth and no development. You're stuck in the same place of constantly forgiving and no change, followed by no change on their end. So yeah, as much as you know, you read this Bible verse that sounds so perfect and everything just sounds serene and clean, it doesn't touch on the fact that you know love can can be ups and downs. There's there's ups and downs to to being in love. There, you know, sometimes love is, is a lesson that teaches you to be better or it helps you to change and develop into a better person. It's not supposed to be so smooth. That shit gets old if it's just perfect the whole damn time. Taking advantage of someone that loves you or their kindness is not cool, but a lot of people do it. You will lose them. There is no coming back from that. All apologies in the world won't fix your continuous mistakes at the cost of the person you claim to love. And I mentioned this in the Love versus Guilt podcast episode. So if you haven't listened to it, definitely go and listen to it um, and take what you can from it. And if there's certain things you don't agree with, that's fine. 
take what you can from it and grow and go from there. Um, and I won't continue too much on this because I want you to go listen to it if you have not already. Go, um, I heard this saying, and this was specifically from my stepfather who told me years ago that I, you know, when I was dealing with an arrogant guy that I was dating at the time, I did not understand his behavior. And to be perfectly honest, most most of the time, women and men are not supposed to, they're not going to understand each other. They always, what's the saying? Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Yeah, we're not supposed to truly understand each other. The advice that my stepfather told me was let him go. Just a clean cutoff. Ghost him if you have to. There's no need for a friendship. And a lot of people just kind of hold on to, oh, maybe we can be friends because we've seen so many stories where people end and they become best friends afterwards. So maybe that's the situation here. And, you know, my stepdad was like, that's not necessary. There's no need for a friendship. You have enough friends. Leave it alone. Just, just walk away. Focus on dating a guy that likes you more than you like him. And when he said that, I was like, what? I thought about that a lot after he said it i thought how do you know when someone likes you more than you like them and i had a huge question mark in front of that especially when dealing with someone that is in love with love you can't tell if the person loves you for you they love love it's not about you it's about the feeling they are in love with the feeling (laughs) Once that feeling is disrupted, the love is magically gone. Just poof, thin air. You wake up the next day, I don't love you anymore. I need to move on. I need to find someone I love. Because you disrupted that fantasy, that little world that they live in where everything has to be perfect. And in their world, it has to be love and happy all the time. Very annoying nothing difficult or hard everything is just shiny and pretty and clean just clean so white clean it has to be bright shiny all the time so how do you know that someone loves you more than you love them some people are used to chasing love and making the ideal person love them they don't know why they do that it can stem from childhood or and trauma most of the time it is fear of rejection with all these human problems in in the world (laughs) how do you know they like you more than you like them and i'm just gonna keep asking this question and maybe someone can answer it you know get on the the facebook group that i just created or the um instagram social media pages and tell me how do you know when someone likes you more than you like them people would say it's how they treat you how how much time they spend with you but that could be a love language you know that's your love language having someone spend more time with you or supporting supporting your love language by just doing what you need them to do to 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 make you feel more loved they might not have anything else to do as well they're bored do what you want <laughs> them to do because that's all they they have going for them it's just like oh well you know i don't have anything going on so i might as well just do whatever to make you happy um until i find something else to do what are they like when they're when they're busy you know what i mean are you going to get the same feeling of love when they're no longer there how do you know that they like you more is it because they say it or when they make plans with you on their days off how do you know with the person not 
realize that they like you more and become resentful towards you for that. Someone has an idea, not even someone, everyone has an idea of what love is supposed to look like, feel like, and be. There is no room for growth. It's just, it just starts perfect and continues perfect. It even ends perfect. I don't even think you, you get into a fight. I think they just ghost you. So they, they can just avoid ruining that perfection. Again, after a few months, you'll realize, oh my God, I did just get ghosted. And that just ruins it anyways. But there are some, there's so many people that are in love with looking like the perfect relationship, you know? It is so hard to believe that there are people out there that know how to love and be loved. It is very, very difficult, very hard. And good luck finding somebody that knows how to love. Because a lot of people are still working on self-love. And if they don't know how to love themselves, how the hell are they supposed to receive love? And how the hell are they supposed to love you? I had touched on, you know, rejection earlier, but I don't want to go into that too much because I really wanted to dedicate an actual episode to rejection and projecting, projecting trauma. So I'm just going to leave it there. So I know that, you know, for those of you who might have wanted me to elaborate a little bit more on, on, you know, um, trauma like rejection and and projecting trauma i feel like that's a standalone episode all on its own and i just don't feel like it's necessary in this climate or this situation so back to you are my person Hmm. this part of the the topic you are my person is going to focus on choosing who you love people say love is blind you can't choose who you fall in love with relationships take more than just love to thrive and you know this is not a conversation that a lot of people are having it takes a lot more than just love eventually when you're fighting all the time and you realize that there's a disconnect in certain things like finances or how to raise the children and how you're going to do it together these kind of situation does cause a rift within that love and eventually over time you stop feeling that love and then that love just kind of disappears. So what do you do when the love is gone? And I think, I believe I've mentioned this in a previous podcast episode before. What do you do? Then what? The love is gone. Then what? Mistakes happen in relationship. People get angry and lash out. This could be due to a lot of things. No one is perfect. Life is not perfect. You can't make the perfect partner as much as people do that every single day they try to change someone to fit what they're looking for not realizing that this is an individual person and it's great that you want to groom them and mold them into what you believe is perfection if you don't like a lot of things that this person is doing let them go let them go find someone that will love them for who they are and don't expect them to change every single thing about themselves just to fit your bracket So you need to choose who you love. You choose to love your wife or husband. Everything is a choice. You know you love a bad person, so you chose to stay. You could easily break your own heart and walk away, but you chose to stay. You choose who you love. Yes, it's loyalty. Yes, you're being faithful. Um, But you have a lot of hope 
in this person, hope that this person will change. You know, to you, they are your person. You need them. Everyone has a choice. While we are talking about choosing who you love, I had a conversation with my older brother. And I'm sure he's going to be listening to this podcast episode. So shout out to Rico. You know who you are. He said to me, we had a, a, a conversation about it prior to writing this podcast episode. I think it was maybe like last month. People need to stop chasing love is what he says and focus on respect. And when he said that, I was kind of like, you know what? Thinking back at all of the, the men that I've spoken to, married men, men in long-term relationships, they've always seemed to be more focused on respect. I've never heard a, a married man saying that, you know, he he loves love. You know, they seem to be a, a little bit more realistic. And so after years of being married to their partner, the one thing that they seem to want out of that relationship or focus on is respect. So when my brother mentioned it, I was kind of like, you know, there is something to this. There really is. I feel that you can have both, but that's because I'm a woman. Women, we want it all. We want the, if a man comes along and he says, I'm going to give you the moon. No, we want the universe. We want the moons. We want all the planets and we want all the stars. We want it all. <laughs> We're that greedy. <laughs> and you know, women are always like, oh, men are so selfish. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm kind of like, no, you, you know, women and men are really not that different. I understand that it's very confusing for a woman to understand a man because of how they go about things. Sometimes it makes zero sense. And I know for men, they find women confusing because of the way that we move. But at the end of the day, men and women are kind of asking for the exact same thing, but we're just not listening to each other. And that's usually where relationships just go up in smokes, is that the person isn't listening. Keep in mind, most of the time, people are, they have difficulty communicating. They have difficulty communicating what they want because they don't know how to put it into words. And so a lot of times you could be having this exact same conversation with a person, but they're saying it in so many different ways. But if you really thought deeply about what they're actually saying to you, it all comes down to respect. That's all both partners want from each other is respect. Yes, love was what brought them into this relationship or the friendship. But at the end of the day, it's it's respect. Men want respect from their partners. Men don't realize that women want the same thing too. You hear the term submit. But in actuality, what they're asking for is respect. Submit means respect. I wish that church folks would just change submit to just respect so that people understand a little bit better because respect er, submit has such a, a negative connotation to it like you have to be my servant or you have to bow down to me in some way like submit to me I am your master you know what I mean that's what it kind of sounds like but realistically what they're asking for is respect they're not asking you to just be blindly led and in certain relationships, they want you to be blindly led, but that's because that person has a problem and you need to let them go. But, but at the end of the day, it's respect that they're asking for. Both partners need to be respected by each other. 
Choosing love means respecting the person you choose to love. Most of the time, most fights, as I mentioned before, friends, relationship, whatever, most of it is about respect. And people just need to kind of understand that. A lot of people don't realize that all arguments are rooted in lack of respect. There are people that will stay in a disrespectful relationship because they feel love or they assume that this is love. You know what I mean? It's it's very toxic way of looking at love, but it's like this person is disrespecting me and treating me like shit in public and making me look really stupid all the time, but you know, they, they love me. So I'm going to look past the disrespect and and just remember that this person loves me. One one of you love each other. Just one. One of you love each other for real, for real. But that disrespect you're receiving is not love. Which is why self-love is so important. Because you won't settle for that. You won't be a doormat and call it love. I wanted to learn more about love and the heart in general. So I read a chapter in a book called The Seat to the... The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov. The chapter is literally called Heart. So I wanted to share what stood out to me and provide food for for thought. And keep in mind, like even when I was reading the chapter, there were certain things that really stood out for me that I that I highlighted because it kind of connects to the previous episode that I did, which is slave mentality um, episode or slave master mentality. I I decided to break them up into two episodes and just kind of go through it. So it's kind of like a part one and a part two. And I, I really wanted to, to kind of share those ones anyways, because at the end of the day, it's still about the heart. It's still about love. And hopefully if you had listened to part one and part two of slave mentality, slave master mentality, then hopefully these, these parts of the book will kind of, kind of give you a deeper understanding and if not then i hope it was just an entertaining episode for you today (laughs) so this this one stood out to me so i'm just going to read it to you as we come to seek and wield external power um, consciously we have come to view feelings as unnecessary appendages like tonsils useless but capable of creating pain and dysfunction and one of the reasons why that stood out for me is because during this podcast episode, I had mentioned that, you know, you pick someone that loves you more or likes you more than you like them. And I kind of viewed that as controlling because if you're not as invested in a relationship as the other person is, then you're not going to really put in as much effort into it. And so a lot of people would prefer to avoid falling for someone or having feelings for somebody so that they can keep that control so they can keep their composure so their hearts will never be broken and that's the reason why that specific you know part of the book just reading that really connected and why it was so important for me to mention that specific part um to conclude the the podcast episode my message to people who are cowards about love who only pick people that they can control because they love them more 
And I mean, for a woman, it's always great to have a man that loves you more than you love him because at least you know he'll stand by your side. He'll be loyal to you and he'll be faithful to you because he loves you more. But, you know, there are certain men out there that will go after women specifically because they love them more. So they don't have to feel anything like if it if it doesn't work out or if they disappoint that love in some way and, and they part ways. It's like, well, it's no skin off my back because I didn't really love the person anyways. It was just for convenience. And so that's that to me, like when I hear people who just don't want to fall in love they want to go into a relationship with someone that they like, but they need that person to like them more so they'll stay longer, but they don't really want to give a part of themselves to that person. They want to walk away whole while they leave that person half of themselves. And when when I meet these people and I have a conversation, I just say, you know what? You sound like a coward. And I did say that to somebody who said that to me. I was like, you sound like a coward. I understand the phrase guarding your heart, for everything you do flows from it but if you're going to be a coward about it and say i just don't want to have the inconvenience of being in pain or having my heart broken so i'm gonna guard my heart make sure that you love me more and i will be whole when all of this is over is just not fair it really isn't fair this was another part that really stood out to me in the book that i'm going to read and it is connected to this topic And it also connects to the slave master mentality topic as well. So it starts by saying the relevance that we attribute to feelings pervades our thinking and our values. We admire the hard-nosed businessman who fires employees for the sake of external power. We reward the military officer who sends himself or others to pain and death for the sake of external power. We honor the salesman who is not swayed by compassion. When we open the door to our feelings, we close the door to vital currents that energizes and activates our thoughts and actions. We cannot begin to proceed or we cannot begin the process of understanding the effects of our emotions upon us, our environment and other people, or the effects of the emotions on other people upon themselves their environment and us without an awareness of our emotions we cannot associate the effects of anger sadness grief and joy within ourselves and others with these cases we cannot distinguish between that part of us which is personality and the part of us which is soul Without an awareness of our feelings, we cannot experience compassion. How can we share the suffering and the joys of others if we cannot experience our own? If we are not intimate with our emotions, we cannot perceive the dynamics that lie behind emotions. The the way that these dynamics work and the ends that they serve Emotions are currents of energy that passes through us. Awareness of these currents in the first, is the first step to learning how our experience come into being and why. Emotions reflect intentions. Therefore, awareness of emotions leads to awareness of intentions. Every discrepancy between a conscious intention and the emotions that occupy its points directly to a splintered aspect of the self that 
requires healing. If, for example, your intention to marry causes pain instead of joy, following the pain will lead you to unconscious intentions. If your intentions to advance in your work causes sorrow instead of satisfaction, following the sorrow will lead you to an unconscious intention. With an awareness of your emotions, you are not able to experience reverence. Reverence is not an emotion. It is a way of being. But the path to reverence is through your heart. And only an awareness of your feelings can open your heart. I read all of that because it included a lot of points that I've discussed throughout the series of podcast episodes starting from January, Move in Silence, going forward till now. And so I am not going to break it down because I feel like it's quite straightforward um, and it will somehow kind of connect to a lot of things that I've said before and maybe even make it make a bit more sense. I know I just said make it, make it. But I just really wanted to read that because I, I kind of wanted you to understand the thought process that goes behind a lot of the things that I say in all of the podcast episodes that have already come out this year for season three. This phrase kind of stood out to me the most because I just talked about, you know, being courageous, um, especially with love. A journey through pain that requires much courage. That I'm, I didn't want to read too much about what that meant to me and why it was important. But I really wanted you to understand that most of the, the good things that come in life comes with pain. And you have to have the courage to go through the pain so that you can come out on the other side, much better person and in a better situation. And so if you're going to spend the rest of your life avoiding pain or trying to control a situation or change a person to fit whatever you need to, 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 to fit to make you feel more secure, that's you living in a cage of fear, a fear that you might be hurt, fear of pain. So I, I really wanted to point that out because it, it is important that people understand that life comes with pain. You can't avoid it. And if you do avoid it, it stunts your growth. You won't grow. And we, we did mention earlier in a podcast episode that, hey, growth is sexy AF. So get on your growth gain and learn how to man up and get some thicker skin and, and say, you know what, I'm, I, can, I can do this. I can brave the pain. I can do this. Because when I come out on the other side, everything is going to be so much better. I won't be living in my sorrow forever. I won't be mourning the loss of something that wasn't working. I am going to come out bigger, better, and and walking into new and better things. So I decided to kind of end it on this note. There were other points within that chapter that I, I did want to mention. But unfortunately, I found that the points that that stood out did not connect with this specific episode. And I didn't want to make this podcast episode or end this podcast episode being too much about the previous episode. So I'm going to leave it here. Plus, at this point, we're almost at an hour. Um, I don't think you want to be listening for, you know, an hour and 15 minutes or 30 minutes. So I feel like I've accomplished a lot by discussing all different types of avenues of love and you know you are my person and i just hope that you know you reflect on your life and you say you you look around you and you go you know who is my person who is that person i can go to to vent and to talk to and they're completely understanding because they've been through it 
or they're currently going through it and you're both sitting there just venting to each other about garbage that you're you're dealing with at that moment and bonding over it over a drink or a dinner and you know over a tub of ice cream or going for a walk and you know you're just releasing it and you're both just laughing together and having fun together you know what I mean like look at your life and so I didn't want to make this podcast episode about couples I wanted it to to be more about friendship I wanted it to be more about you know that person in your life that you love and you really can't live without and they really support you and they back you 100% and they provide to you in ways that you know even if you had a relationship this this friendship gave you a lot more on the side you know like benefits <laughs> not like that but you know what i mean so i really wanted i wanted this podcast episode to be a celebration of friendship celebration of love within that friendship of finding that person that it's not about sex it's it's not about being intimate with each other but just true connection true connection with this person so i hope that you kind of got that i hope that you you know look at your life and like i said see the fruits of your labor be proud of yourself and love yourself every single day don't let anyone take that away from you self-love forever you know what i mean um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a guest today. Um, thank you for supporting the Orchid Blooms podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button under Orchid Blooms podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Visit our social media pages for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the podcast and the YouTube channel. Our social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, Instagram, and Twitter at the ambitious ops and as for my personal pages um instagram and tiktok at orchid eye brown don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends and i hope you have a splendid splendid valentine's day happy valentine's day